Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report on this lovely Tuesday, May 11th, year of our goddess Lilith, 2021. Oh, hell, Lilith. It is right to give her thanks and praise and... It's right for you to be here today, kids, because we have a hell of a show Whoa. lined up today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? So much good stuff jammed in your ears. <laughs> We've got TV Tunes Tuesday. First time I'm ever getting to debunk a rumor about a TV what? tune. What? I'm debunking oh, today. okay. I'm going to be sleeping in debunk beds. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> also, entertainment news, phone calls galore. Oh, so much uh, content today. We've got uh, what's going on, oh. a story you will not believe. Okay. And uh, just chock yeah. full of good stuff. Packed in. You're going to love it so mm. much. Stop guaranteeing. Yeah. I'm going to uh. play a little game, too, a little Garmy game what? show. What? Give one of the uh, lucky listeners out there a chance to win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. <laughs> so uh, stick around for that. Oh, that sounds like a girls. good one. It's a good one. Can't wait. This is, a, this is a four-star show. Wow. Ah, hell, it's a five-star show. Yeah, I'm giving it five stars. Six thumbs up. Before we even done it? And a half a wiener. <laughs> Wait, is like a chub? Or a, are you talking about like a half a wiener a or guy, like not a quite a wrecked penis? A guy had an accident. Okay. He was a butcher. He was getting a little uh, handsy with the okay. cleaver. All right. So I did. Things went south. Okay, that makes more sense. All right. Then half erect. Let me introduce us to the kids. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town. Holy God, holy God. Some folks like to call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo-ho, Eddie. Yo-ho, indeed. Yes. Hey, how's that uh, new puppy of yours doing? Uh, it's, uh, fuck. Um, what? I'm tired. Why? I am. I haven't had a puppy in 20 years, and uh, I, I, I was up at 2 o'clock, Four o'clock and six o'clock last night. Dealing with this dog. Wow. Well, you know. Four o'clock, he's shit in the cage. So I was up four o'clock cleaning crap that's, off the dog. That's how, that's what puppies do, I Eddie. know. I haven't had a dog in 20 years. What so are I you don't, thinking? I, I don't know what I'm thinking. Colton was an easy baby. Like he slept, I was up every four hours with him. So that wasn't too bad. This is this is worse than a child at this point. You know what you should do? You should get yourself a wife, someone who can pitch in around <laughs> I the have house. One of those help help out with uh, some of the issues but that she, are going on with she, babies and puppies. She's currently bringing in all the money, so I have oh, to pick up the I slack see. elsewhere. Ah, uh, so I, you you're. Uh, I have a guilty conscience. You're an indentured uh, servant, basically. At this point. Base, and then I have a twelve year old who's useless. <laughs> useless. <laughs> so it's just me with the dog. Wow. So, and then they're all like, they play cutesy with him when he's all up and playing around. Sure. They're enjoying the benefits of the dog. They get the upside. Right. Who gets the downside? Me. I get the shit on the blanket at 4.30 in the morning. Eddie! 
He's the one who's got to suffer. But he is cute. I will give him that. He well, makes up course, for it. Of yes. course, he's a puppy. He's a cute puppy. You ever see a puppy that wasn't cute? No, I guess you wouldn't have one around. No, you wouldn't. He wasn't cute. No, they go to Puppy Lake. Just tie that cinder block around, around those hind legs. Do you have directions? I may need Give some. Give the old heave-ho. Well, uh, the Garmy is uh, chomping at the bit. Yeah. Champing. Champing, Champing. at the bit for uh, photos of little Stanley. All right. And uh, you've given us nothing. I put one up on my, on my Twitter page. Well, whatever with your Twitter I'll page. Say, I'll give you one for the... the, how the about, yes. How I about will. one that I can send out to the people? I will do that. So they can look and so the, see. The people don't follow me on the socials, they can see it. With all the niceness. Yes. All right. Uh, well, best of luck tonight to yeah, you yeah. and Stanley. I'm going to need it. And are you are you crate training? Is that what you're doing? Yes, that's what we're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, you got a crate training. Yeah, so we did with Buster, and now we're trying to now. So we did with Reggie too. The only time he's happy is when he's in his crate. That's what Buster was. That was his home. Yeah. And now Stanley, right now, he's never he's not used to. He's only had two nights in a crate. So right. this is all new to him. So not he to hates mention, it right now. Smells like crap. Smells too. like yeah. You know, why would you want to go to a shit box? <laughs> I wouldn't. Nobody would. Nobody would. Except fucking weird people. Well, we'll give you uh, we'll give you updates, kids. Yeah, as, uh, keep you posted. as Stanley grows <laughs> in Eddie's heart. I may Instagram live at three in the morning. <laughs> and watch me clean shit out of a cage. Look, <laughs> you do it's for love. You do right? it for love, right? Of course, right? of course. The kid's happy. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Uh, some people were suggesting. Wait a minute. The, the The gift was for for Mother's Day. The gift was for the kid's birthday. But Eddie gets to name the dog. How's that fair? How does that work? Well, out? I'm doing all the work right now. I should be able to call it what I want. I, I really want to call it what I want to call it. Wouldn't be Stanley. <laughs> like fuckface. Stop shitting in the cage. Ah, oh, be a great name for a fuck dog. Fuckface, right? Fuckface. Go to the park. FF. Hey, call, fuck face, get call, over call here. Call him a mixed company. <laughs> All right, kids, we'll keep you posted on the uh, on the Stanley Watch 2021. <laughs> uh, real quickly, I want to give a shout out to uh, Brett Shearer. Brett is half of that amazing team that came up with the donations. Oh, yes. Brett and Julie teamed up, and they donated $1,500 to the good people at City of Hope. Amazing. Cancer Treatment Centers. Um, Julie was the one who suggested they, uh, combine their bids for Eddie's one minute sketch of me in my new wave outfit from college. <laughs> and so, uh, he, she also said, uh, Brett, you can have the art. Yes. I wanted to, I want to let you have it. I want to, you know, Bogart the, yeah. uh, the sketch. Right. And so Brett sent me an email I'd like to read to you. Hey, Ralph, Brett from Australia, four star here. So glad to be helping out that charity. But I do feel like kind of a douche for just accepting that art while uh, the awesome Julie got nothing but the satisfaction of helping others in need, which was the right and best thing to do. I feel it would be best to do the same. It's the right thing to do. Knowing that it would be a pain in the ass to send that art all the way to Australia, there's really no need. Just happy to join another Garmy member Aww. in helping out others in the shitty time everyone is having. So please hold on to the art. Just happy to help. Brett LMB. Sounds like nobody wants the art. Nobody wants this. <laughs> That's what it sounds this like. This sketch of yours. <laughs> so I thought, well, hell's bells. If they don't want it, let's uh, let's, let's put it up on the I'm, auction yeah, block. Put again. it back up. I'm gonna take it. So uh, sometime later this week, <laughs> I'm gonna put that art up up for auction again. But this time, we're gonna try out our uh, oh the raffle situation. Shh, don't, oh, say don't say the raffle word. on Patreon. Yeah, sorry. Our uh, our. Uh, a community auction. Yes. yes let's yes, call yes, it that. Yes. That's better. Where anyone who donates to City of Hope, mm -hmm. any uh, donation, you send me the receipt 
for that donation. And that way you get the tax credit for your donation, but it also enters you into the collective auction. And I will uh, pick a name out at random and that lucky Garmy member will get the actual art that no one else seems to want to have. <laughs> That sounds fair. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. <laughs> That's all I'm taking from this. No, you are your talented artist. And look, <laughs> this this art has gotten the largest. That's true. That's uh, amazing. Bid ever for any art ever in the history of Eddie's at the one minute sketch. We've got almost two grand over two grand now. Yeah, raised. we're raising a ton That's of money. That's crazy. For we're doing we're doing the Lord's That's work. That's nuts. That's all I gotta say. So uh keep your eyes open, kids. I'll let you know when that auction starts, and then uh, someone will be able to hang that lovely piece of mm, art beautiful in their home. All right, let's get to the show, shall we? We got so much to do. We might as well get on with it. Uh, don't forget, today is Tongue Twister Tuesday. Oh, damn So it. let's hop right into that, shall we? If it's a red or a yellow, or Eddie's going to say sorry because he doesn't know how it chuck chucks. Or if Peter Piper's pick a pepper, Eddie can a can a can a dog a proper coffee in a coffee cup. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because there's going to be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. E so, take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be for Tiddly Tongue Twister Tuesday. Yeah! <laughs> All right, today's Tongue Twister for Tongue Twister Tuesday. If you want to try this at home, kids, jot right. this one down. Properly press the purple pleated plaid pants. Oh, fuck. Properly press the purple pleated plaid pants. Pants mm. is the uh, is the tongue twister today. All right. I'm going to give Eddie his copy so that he can uh, try balls. it after I give it a go. Yeah. As always, I'm approaching this as cold as Edwin is. Mm. Speed is of the essence. Three times is the minimum. <clears throat> Here we go. Properly press the purple pleated plaid pants. Properly press the purple pleated plaid pants. Properly press the purple pleated plaid pants. Wow. Wow, indeed. Fucking A, man. That was shit. Sweet. God damn it. That was that felt good. Damn it, dude. Yeah. All right. You so nailed that. I did. I did. I got I, I'm not a man to blow my own horn. Good lord. I would if I could, but I, I'm not that flexible. Like that's a 9.9 out of 10. Thank you so much. It, that mm. that uh, that that felt good, I have to admit it. Okay. So now. <laughs> With his rendition of properly <laughs> press the purple pleated plaid pants. Okay, here we go. Your own, your very own, mm -hmm. Mr. Edwin Pence. Properly press the purple pleated plaid pants. Properly press the purple pleated plaid pants. Properly press the purple pleated plaid pants. How about that? Huh? Wow. Wow. Not as hard, apparently, no. as we thought. I felt like I was out of my body when I was doing it. That was, that was, that was transcendent. All right, so we nailed wow. one. I guess the P's I'm okay with. I guess so. R's are difficult. Beautiful. All right. Well, fuck that then. What a success. <laughs> Properly press the purple pilot pet pants. All right. Don't get cocky, kid. <laughs> In the words of Han Solo. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you a little news story that was sent to me by James Dickinson. It will absolutely make you ask the question... tell you the story of former Colorado Springs attorney, please keep in mind, attorney Patrick Joseph Sandoval. Okay. Let me tell you a story about Pat. He was furious with his father. Hmm. The 55-year-old was uh, furious that he found out his father, Gilbert Sandoval, yeah. 
had not included him in his will. Oh, yeah, I could see being upset about that. No money was coming Patrick's way. And he was furious. So he schemed a plan with his mother, Marcella Sandoval, to kill the father, Gilbert Sandoval. And then the 78-year-old mother would claim she did it in (gasps) self-defense. She would get all of the money, and then she and her lovely son Patrick would then split the fortune. What? Good plan. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Good plan. Okay. So we put it all together. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, here's what he uh, he did. In late July, Patrick and Marcella carried out their plan. They coaxed her estranged husband into the basement of a home that they co-owned, where Patrick was waiting with a baseball bat. Oh, uh, He allegedly uh, beat his father to death. Police said they did find a blood-stained, cracked Louisville slugger next to his body. Mm. Cracked, mm. by the way. You got to put some... Uh, yeah. You're swinging for the fences when you're cracking the bat. There's been some mustard on that swing, man. On dad. Damn. Uh, not surprisingly, his father died. And then Patrick took a knife to cut his mother's arms and hands and make it look like she had been attacked oh, by the father with the knife. Right. And then he lay the knife next to his father's body. However, here's where things went wrong. He didn't account for a couple things. <laughs> One, when police showed up to investigate, mm-hmm. They had to help his mother physically around the house because she's in such poor health, she can't walk on her own. Police then started to scratch their heads and say, how could this 78-year-old invalid woman have beaten a man to death with a baseball bat and withstood a knife attack when she can't stand on her own? (laughs) They raised that question to Marcella, and that's when she decided to become a state's witness and turn on her son. Whoa. Yeah. She described the lengthy planning that went into the killing. And now it looks like uh, Patrick is uh, shit out of luck because his mom has made a deal to testify against him in court for a uh, a lesser sentence. Wow. She has been charged with accessory to murder. She pled guilty last year, facing two counts on probation, while it looks like uh, Patrick is facing charges of first-degree murder and could go away for a long, long time. Good. How much money did this dude have? Uh, I'm guessing it was a significant amount. Had to be. Now I'd like to get to the story. Oh, that's not the story? This is the story that makes this so remarkable. Okay. And a reminder that people are garbage. All right. Patrick (laughs) Joseph Sandoval Uh is his former name. Okay. Before the murder, he legally changed his name to Jean-Joseph Danger Le Chiffre. Le Chiffre being the Bond villain from Casino Royale. (laughs) So when charged, he's charged by his new legal name that he changed to Jean-Joseph Danger Le Chiffre. Jean-Joseph Danger. (laughs) Danger is my middle name. Here's my take. And again, he's a former attorney. He should know better. If you're going to commit a heinous crime, yeah. maybe you don't change your name to that of a Bond villain. Yeah, I might want to. You don't want to be known as a Bond villain around town because, let me tell you something, all eyes are going to go to the guy with the Bond villain name right. when anything goes south in that community. Yeah, maybe lean into the hero side. You're like <laughs> Steve Rogers or something. Go Bruce change Wayne. Your name, change it to Mr. Rogers or, or you know... <laughs> 
Jim, Jimmy Carter. Right. Something <laughs> innocuous and friendly. <laughs> Teddy Bear. Something where people just assume you're innocent. Not the name of an evil Bond villain. Even not guilty would be a good name change. People are going to start looking for death rays in your attic. <laughs> and uh, plans to turn uh, satellites into uh, heat beams or some shit. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> My God, <laughs> on top of being a horrible murderer, he's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Welcome to the world. People are garbage. So, wow. uh, wow. Not expect that turn. Le Schiff. Le Schiff. I don't think is going to be uh, bothering anybody no. after this case is over. Wow. In fact, I think Mr. Bond would say, Goodbye, Mr. Le Schiff. It was nice knowing you. Yeah, he's going to go away for a long time. <laughs> So this story, thanks again to James Dickinson for giving me a laugh. The guy changed his name to Le Schiff. He must have been a, a real Bond fan. Wow. I thought it would be fun to play a little uh, Garmy game show. Oh, okay. Based on Bond villains. Okay. So let's jump into it and give the folks a chance to win, shall we? It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Pence. Thank you so much, John Cooperman. Welcome, everyone, to the Garmy Game Show. You know how the game is played. I will ask Eddie 10 questions. If he gets half of those correct, simply five right, then one member of the luck, uh, one lucky member, rather, of the Garmy will be winning some fantastic cash and prizes, cash not included. And uh, that's all it takes. If he gets them all correct, you will get the bonus gift of the audio version of Eddie Pence's comedy Unspecial. Yes. And if he blanks and gets none correct, you will also be a, a grand prize winner. Yes. All right. Uh, today's theme, as I mentioned, <laughs> Bond villains. Uh, let's find out first who we're playing for. Eddie Pence, what lucky Garmy member are you representing we today? We are playing for Stefano Calandrelli. Stefano Calandrelli? <laughs> Is there a question mark at the end of his yes. name? <laughs> C-A-L-A-N-D-R-E-L-L-I. Calandrelli? Calandrelli. Yeah, yeah Stefano so. Calandrelli. Hey, Stefano, how you do? <laughs> how you go, Mr. C Mr. Candarelli? You're such a good boy. You're Candarelli. Gonna Calan for I don't know. Let me see it. Calandrelli. Let me see it. Calandrelli. 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 Stefano Calandrelli. Hey, Stefano Calandrelli. You're <laughs> so like a boy. You're going to be a play at a gourmet game show. You could win something nice. <laughs> Let's find out what he could make, uh, what he could win today. Not make. <laughs> what do you get to make if you win? What do you make in the shop of today? Let's find out what he could win. Ralph Garman, tell him. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today, Stefano could win the Ralph Report swag bag, including the Ralph Report shot glass, the Ralph Report air freshener, and the Ralph Report notepad. Back to you, Ralph. Why, thank you so much, Ralph Garman. All right, here's how we're going to play the game. I am going to name you a James Bond villain. Okay. And the actor that played him. Okay. All you need to do is identify the movie that that Bond villain oh, was featured okay. in. So, for example, if I say Auric Goldfinger, played by actor <laughs> Gert Frobe. Damn it. What movie would you say? Fuck, I want that one to be real. What movie would you Goldfinger. say? Goldfinger. Now, here's how you'll know whether you're right or not, because I'll play the answer in form of the James Bond theme song to that movie. 
So if you said oh, okay. Goldfinger, you'd hear Goldfinger. Ah. All right. Gotcha. So it's just that simple. All right. Ten Bond Ten. villains. All right. Look, you already know Goldfinger's not one of them. I know. So I really, I wish helps. it was because that, that's easy. That takes one of the movies no, off the that plate. Doesn't help because that one's easy. It's also going to not going to be Doctor No. Fuck. That also will not be included. Damn it. And I'll give you another hint. I will not be bringing up Ernst Stavro Blofeld because he's in like 47 movies and it would be too hard to name one of those. So these are all uh, okay. villains that appeared Fuck. in one James Bond movie. All right. Ten of them, get half of them right, and Stefano right. is the uh, lucky, lucky Give this a shot. Today. All right, here That's we go. All I can go. do. Let's start off. First up, Emilio Largo, played by Adolfo Celli in this up. film. Uh, Emilio Largo. Damn it, that was the one that was just out. Oh, fuck. All right. Skyfall. So he strikes black thunderbolt. No, I'm sorry, Emilio Largo is the villain in Thunderball starring Sean Connery from 1965. Oh, I thought it was, I was somebody else. No, well, My bad. All right. Let's go up next. Uh, Max Zorin, played by Christopher Walken. Oh, view to a kill. Meeting you with a view to a kill. <laughs> Got that right. Bonus. All right. <laughs> uh, next up, Francisco Scaramanga, played by Christopher Lee. Oh. Francisco Scaramanga, oh, played oh. by Christopher Lee. Christopher. Oh, 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 Don't remember a Bond movie called oh, Fuck. fuck. But I would, I would go to see it. The man with the golden gun. The man with the golden gun. Well done. Eddie's thank on a roll. You, thank you. All right, next up okay. is Alec Trevelyan, played mm. by Sean Bean. Alec Trevelyan. Sheesh. A.K.A. Janice. I'll also give you his uh, his other villain name in that, in that film. Mm. Alec Trevelyan, A.K.A. Janice, played by Sean Bean. Moonraker. Goldeneye, I found his weakness. I'm sorry, it's Goldeneye starring uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, King and Country, James. Yes. Scarred yes, face. Yes, yeah. he had the diamonds in his face, right? Nope. Oh, that was the other movie. That was a movies. shitty one after that. Different movie. Diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Next up is Carl Stromberg, played by Kurt Jurgens. Carl Stromberg. Kurt Jurgens. Yes. German actor Kurt Jurgens played Carl Stromberg mm. in this classic Bond film. Classic Bond film. Yes. Well, they're all classics, Wait, right? More or less. Um, fucking a do, 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 classic Bond film. They're all classic. Don't let classic be your key. That was. That Don't was, let that, that was be the clue. Well, there's some that aren't classic. That's true. Like this Octopussy's is, not a this classic. This is not a Bond Timothy film. Dalton movie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll give you that much of a hint. <laughs> oh, I'm blanking on names. Uh, fucking uh, no time to die. Spy who loved me. Spy who loved me. Sorry. I just can't think of any Bond movie names right now. That's nuts. Cause yeah. There's twenty. I know. Of there's or a whatever. shit ton, and All I can't right. think of one. Next up, Raul Silva, played by Javier Bardem. Raul Silva, played by Javier Bardem. Is that Skyfall? That 
this I guy was confused with the last time. You were. Yes. He's confused Raul Silva with Emilio Largo. Yes. Uh, sorry. Um, next up, Hugo Drax, played by Michael Lonsdale. Hugo Drax mm. was the uh, villain played by actor Michael Lonsdale. Moonraker. Just like the Moonraker fighting for his life here. Trying. Uh, Red Grant is our next villain. Red Grant played by the imposing young Robert Shaw in this film. Red Grant. fuck. Operative of Smirsh. Uh. Mmm. Fuck. God damn it. Uh. Uh, what's I can't fucking form the words that I want to say. Fuck. God damn it. Oh, I won't be using that piece of tape in the future. <laughs> Thank you so much for fucking, that gift. I have it on my... I can't get... Oh, son of a bitch. I don't remember that movie either. Mm. Oh. Fucking... I, I, you already told me, but there's no Doctor No. So it's, it's not so Doctor just No. just guessing. No. Uh, fucking uh, Octopussy. From Russia ah. with love. Sorry. From Russia with love. Oh, starring God, uh, Sean me. Connery. Uh, here we go. Oh, Electra King, played by the lovely, the stunningly beautiful Sophie Marceau. Electra King was the name of the villain in this Bond movie. Octopussy. The world is not I'm sorry, The World is Not Enough, starring Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And lastly, at number 10, Dr. Kananga. Dr. Kananga, played by the uh, late Yafet Kodo. Yafet Kodo played Dr. Kananga, a.k.a. Mr. Big. So I'll let you have both of those. Fuck, I know. Mm. Dr. Kananga, a.k.a. Mr. Big. <laughs> Yafet Kodo. Yafet Kodo is the name of the actor. The <sighs> villain's name, once again, Dr. Kananga. Goldfinger. <laughs> Come on. At least try. At least name, name a movie that we haven't given you at the top of the game. Oh, shit balls. <laughs> shit balls. That would be a great bond. Fuck. <laughs> shit balls would be a great bond. I want to hear the theme song. Shit balls. And he poops <laughs> like shit balls. Oh, god damn it. I can't fucking think of it. I'm sorry, Bond time movies. is up. Live and let die. Oh, fuck. Yeah, indeed. I was drawing blanks on Bond movie names. Live and let die, god indeed. All right, let's uh, tally up the score, see how many out of 10 Eddie got correct. A little math music. The uh, math has been done. Eddie Pence, how many out of 10 did you get correct? I didn't need that much time. Uh, I got four. Right. Just under the cutoff. Just one shy. Just one shy. I could not. I was drawing blanks on names of Bond movies. What Stefano needed in order to. Sorry, Stefano. To be happy. I apologize. But sadly, there's no happiness for Stefano today. Bond trivia is not my strength. But come on. You've seen all the movies. I have, but I've seen some of them one time. 
And I have it. It's like them. Mm, I just couldn't think of the names. I was drawing blanks on the names of the movies. Well, four is not bad. Four is not good. It's not a winner, but no. it's still sorry, it's, Stefano. It's not bad. Forty percent. Back in the hopper. Back in the hopper for you, Stefano. And that's it for today's Garmy Game Show. See you next time on the Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. Better luck next time. Yes. Stefano. I'll get you next time, Stefano. If you'd like to be a contestant in the Garmy Game Show, all you have to do is email Eddie Pence at eddie at the ralphreport.com. Please put Garmy Game Show in the subject line so that Eddie can take your email and put it in his uh, folder where he keeps everybody. Yes. If you want to reach any of us here on the show, you can do it via email, ralph at the ralphreport.com, Eddie or Steve at that same email address. You can find us on social media. Go see uh, Eddie's puppy picture up there yes. on, on Twitter. Stanley. If you're, if you're interested in seeing Stanley. Or you can do what many folks choose to do, which is leave us a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is available to you to leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. All you got to do is dial up the phone number. It is 1-833- then I listen to them all, and I grab a handful, and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. <laughs> Yesterday was Munchin' Monday. Sorry mm. again about the uh, the video fuck up, kids. But mm. you didn't miss that much because Eddie liked half of it. He liked the Orange Julius fine. Yeah, those peels can fuck right those off. Those peels are great. So gross. Oh, my kid was like, Eddie doesn't like those. No. Those are delicious. They're not delicious. They are just, you're just not, oh, not correct. They're not good. Every time we do a Munchin' Monday, it seems like folks start calling in with suggestions. And that's what happened mm. with this gentleman. Hey, Ralph. Uh, after today's Munchin' Monday, I am just fucking kicking myself the other day you were talking about the candied orange peel yeah and it got me thinking about something i was like i should call him for that that would make a great that would make a fun little lunch on monday something mm. something weird and different mm. and i was like no 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 anyways it doesn't matter fuck you did the the candied orange you did the orange julius right how about Kumquats. Kumquats. It's a tiny little piece of citrus about the size of a, a large olive. Mm. And the you eat the whole thing. Yeah. The rind is sweet mm. and the, the flesh on the inside is tart. Oh, they flesh. are amazing. And they're I think they're like native to China, but they probably grow them in Southern California too. Kumquats. If you can get them, I implore you, get them, try them, and build it into a munch on Monday. Huh. And how can you say no for Eddie's juvenile right? mind. Yes. <laughs> Something called kumquat. Come, Come on. It's right. Just, it's too perfect. Come. Uh, anyway, I humbly submit. LMB. Yeah. Eddie will be giggling through the entire segment. He was giggling. It's a funny name. Kumquat. Not just anybody would giggle. Everybody I, giggles at kumquat. I don't giggle at kumquats. Yeah, you would. I don't and haven't and, and shan't. Mm. I don't believe I've ever eaten a kumquat, though. I don't think I've ever had a kumquat either. I think kumquats have to go on the list. I don't think I've ever had a kumquat. Kumquats? <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. We've said it eight times. It's just funny. Kumquats are going on the <laughs> list. Thank you so much for the suggestion. Absolutely. We'll do that in a uh, future Munchin' Monday. Also, 
Matt called in regarding one of the uh, little sound bites I play here on the show. Hey, Ralph. Uh, Matt in Portland, Maine here, four-star general. Uh, listening to uh, today's show Monday, and uh, you've played the clip several times. Yeah. I'm just curious, where is that from? Because every time I hear it, it's, um, I don't know, kind of kind of turns me on a little bit. Excuse me? It is, it's kind of sexy. What? Uh, oh. So just wondering uh, who that is, where it came from. How can I get a copy of my own? Oh, Thanks. Bye. It turns you on. Oh, how? Oh! Why does it turn you how on? Did, how is that sexy at all? Even if it was a woman, and it's not, <laughs> her screaming that out would not be sexy. No. It would be disturbing. Well, Matt, you'll you'll be happy to know that the why comes from a, a kid's cartoon <laughs> called The Amazing World of Gumball about a little blue pussycat. That's the one screaming why. Do you, do you feel appropriately creepy now, you weirdo? Weird, man. Yeah. Weird. I like to help people out. I like to find, uh, let them know where stuff came from. Sometimes we get phone calls like this one. Hey, Ralph. It's Alec in Kansas. It's got a, where did it come from for you? Uh, car planche. Car planche. Uh, when I first heard this term, I thought it was carp lunch. Carp and I was lunch. really confused why the fucking a carp lunch Ew. was... <laughs> Seems to be so, I don't know, something, something to look forward to. But uh, then I found out it was car planche. Yeah. And then I just, I didn't know where it came from. I don't understand why we use this term. Hmm. Can you help me, Ralph? Yes. LMB. Yeah, first of all, if you'll uh, allow me to indulge. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Yeah. No, no one wants a carp lunch. Carp lunch. Doesn't Whoa. make any sense whatsoever. Uh, where does it come from? Well, I'm here to tell you. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I don't fucking know. Ah! Comes from the 1700s. Do you have any idea what the carte blanche no. means from? I have no idea. Where it means from. Where it, where it comes from. from or what it means. From the <laughs> 1700s, it's a French term. Carte blanche. Which means literally white paper. Hmm. or white card. Hmm. And where it came from was that the king in order offered to give someone full discretionary powers, like unrestricted permission or authority to do whatever they wanted, would give them a blank page with his signature and seal at the bottom of it. So they would be able to fill in the paperwork. To so write whatever they want. And whatever they wrote would be law, basically, uh -huh. because the king had pre-signed this blank piece of paper. Gotcha. So the carte blanche still is used today as giving someone permission, permission and full empowerment to, to do whatever they would in a, a given situation. Mm. Similar to a blank check. Yes. So if that you said sense. to someone, uh, I gave him a blank check to, you know, f to buy that thing. Yes. Yeah. So he has the permission to spend whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. So now you know. Now we know. Carte blanche, French for white paper. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I don't fucking know. I like to drink. <laughs> what? He's making that declaration? Yeah, it's not uh, germane not to anything. part of anything. I just thought I would bring that okay. up. No, I, I've been uh, honest about the fact that from time to time... I love to ride on the drinking horse. Yes, and so uh, <laughs> folks sometimes wonder, well, sure... We know about that about you. What about uh, some other fun things to do? 
Hey, Ralph. This is Lloyd from Amherst, Mass., one-star general calling. Uh, today you guys were calling, uh, talking about the bogarting that joint, which is a term I was really curious to learn about. Um, and it got me thinking, Ralph, I don't know what your relationship to weed is. I remember back in the early days of the Ralph Report, you and Eddie were talking about trying to get Eddie stoned, and yeah. I don't think anything came out of that. Nope. But we know all about your your drunken escapades. We yep. know about waking up on a roof naked <laughs> with your drumstick. Yep. All that good stuff. I'm wondering what your relationship to smoking weed is. I'm wondering mm. if you've ever had a really bad experience or a really great experience. Maybe you ended up on a roof naked with your drumsticks. I'm just very curious. All right, LMB. Thank you for asking, Lloyd. Sometimes people do bring it up because Kevin Smith, of course, is a uh, world-renowned stoner. Yes. And uh, with my close friendship with him, they wonder, well, you know, do you get high? Mm -hmm. And regarding my relationship with weed, I've never had any bad experiences with weed. But I've never had some any really great experiences with weed either. It doesn't suit me. Yeah. It um, it disorients me, and I find that troubling. <laughs> so I can't really enjoy the euphoric sensation of pot because I'm too busy being freaked out by the fact that I can't judge how how much time is passing. <laughs> that's the most that's the most frustrating part for me. So it's a per, is it, you think it's a, your personality type doesn't mesh yeah, with what it's just it's not the drug for me. Right. And I, I have nothing against it and I've never uh, never got the paranoia or some of the things you hear about people going through. I've never experienced those negatives. And I I feel you know it feels good, but I often when I'm sitting there my mind starts to race and I'm I'm thinking how much time has just gone by? Is it has it been 30 seconds or has it been an hour and a half? I lose the ability <laughs> to judge, <laughs> especially if I'm having a conversation with someone. Right. I'll catch myself mid-sentence going, oh, my God, have I been going on for like an hour on this subject? I just, I can't, I can't gauge anything when I'm high, and that makes me uncomfortable. That's probably not the drug for you. Then. So booze, I know exactly how I'm going to react to it and how I feel when I'm on it, and pot just makes me feel out of control and disconnected. Yeah. Maybe I would enjoy it if I just smoked a joint and then just listened to some music or watched TV or something, but I can't, can't be social. Can't get it. out of my head yeah. sometimes when I'm high. So yeah. I, I opt not to. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about uh, Broadway failures uh -huh. on uh, this day in history. Yeah. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Steve. Morning. Uh, I was listening to Monday's episode and you were talking about Shuffle Along and how it closed after four days. And Eddie asked if that was the shortest, and you said, no, certainly there's one that closed opening night. And I was just wondering to see what was the shortest show ever on Broadway. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Yeah, there are dozens of Broadway shows that closed the night they opened. Hmm. One performance. Opening night closed the same night. That's brutal. Dozens That's of them. That's brutal. I did the research. Here's just some of them. The ironically titled A Broadway Musical <laughs> opened and closed oh, man. on the same night in 1978. All that work. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. A musical especially. You're learning how to dance and there's I mean, original singing months you're doing. Months and months of... Staging and sets. That's brutal. Um, another musical, Blood Red Roses, opened and closed in 1970 on the same night. Cleavage, the musical, really? surprisingly. Only one night? Did not uh, do well. Uh, Frankenstein, the play stage version of the book Frankenstein, opened and closed the same night. Uh, same thing about the story of Gandhi. Gandhi opened and closed on the same wow, night. Wow, you think, imagine, I, think imagine, they get a week. Imagine that actor who lost <laughs> 150 pounds to play and Gandhi. shaved his head to play Gandhi. <laughs> you got one performance. 
Heathen! Exclamation point. The musical uh, also opened and closed in one night. Uh, Rainbow Jones is the name of a musical I that opened and that. closed the same can't night. Can't believe that even opened. The Mooney Shapiro Songbook, <laughs> a musical that opened and closed the same night. <laughs> Home Sweet Homer. What? Yeah, Home wow. Sweet Homer. Uh, Wild and Wonderful. The list goes literally goes on and on of, of shows that open and close the same night. Here's my favorite list, though. There are shows that close during previews. And if you're not wow. familiar with <laughs> how theater works, they will often have a week or two of what they call preview showings, which yeah. is you working out the kinks, set changes, costumes, musical numbers. They're still tinkering with the show until it's set, and that's when they open up on opening night. Right. So these are sh sh people get a chance that they try it out in front of an audience. All these shows closed during previews, but never officially opened on Broadway. The record holder, by the way, is a play called Infidel Caesar, which closed after one preview performance. Oh, how So can they you, didn't even try it a second night. How bad must that have been to close on a preview, of the, the first preview? The worst. Wow. Uh, the Freaking Out of Stephanie Blake, three previews, then it was closed. Uh, the musical based on Breakfast at Tiffany's closed after four previews. Oh, you think that would at least got an opening night? You would think. Truckload, the musical. <laughs> closed after six, six previews. <laughs> musical. And my favorite, uh, <laughs> Let My People Come. <laughs> closed after preview performances as well. Uh, the show featured onstage nudity. This yeah. is from the 1970s. Ooh. And included such famous songs as I'm Gay, <laughs> Fellatio 101, The Cunnilingus Champion of Company <laughs> C, <laughs> And the big closer, the big, uh, the big showstopper from Let My People Come, Come In My Mouth. Oh. Sounds like a Bond theme. <laughs> Never made it to Broadway. <laughs> However, Let My People Come does have the distinction of being the longest running continual theatrical show in the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> Ran for 10 years at a theater called Grendel's Lair Cabaret. Is there a splash zone? Uh, I don't know. I remember hearing about it as a kid growing up, but I never actually went. You to never see. went? I don't think I was old enough. To How go did you see, not audition for this? Go see Let My People Come. But uh, also did not make it to Broadway. Mm. So there you go. There's some uh, Broadway backstory for you. Speaking of musicals and music, we like to play upbeat music here on the show for you to start your day off right. We call them our happy hits. Here's Seth's request. Hey, Ralph the Wise, Warlord of California. Yo, Odie Gahuff. This is one star Seth calling from West Virginia. I'm calling to dedicate a happy hit to my three-month-old nephew, Colson. He recently had open-heart surgery Ooh. to fix a heart valve, and uh, surgery went great and everything he's doing great and everything so i'd like to dedicate survivors uh i the tiger to my nephew all right thanks love you mean it bye seth we're glad your uh, nephew's gonna be okay yes. three months heart surgery wow. makes my heart hurt just hearing yeah. about it as a parent not because oh, i brutal heart valve problems myself <laughs> anyway of course we'll play this for you i any excuse to play this song <laughs> we 
punch somebody. Oh, Reggie's right there. I know. <laughs> you get nervous when that song plays. <laughs> Seth, all our best to your nephew. Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured in the Garmy Online segment, but in order for that to happen, it just seems like, obviously, you got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, let's take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. It holds every holiday that is on every day of the calendar year, multiple holidays on each of those days. Not all of them are legit, though, so we break it down for you in holiday or holiday. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Happy National Eat What You Want Day, everybody. Don't we do that enough? They say on this day, May 11th, whether you love donuts or fast food, chili cheese dogs, greasy hamburgers, french fries, (laughs) potato chips, cake, cookie, candies, and ice cream, whatever it is, today you can eat as much as you want with no remorse and without feeling guilty. How? Why is that a thing that you would want to encourage anybody to do ever? Especially in this country. In a in a country where obesity is an epidemic. Yeah, and health problems are. Out of proportion. Where never have we been fatter as a society. Right. We don't need national eat what you want day. No, moderation. Enjoy your food, yeah, but moderation. Don't. Not, not even moderation. Well, you know, it, Enjoy eating, but at the same time, watch what you eat. Like, occasionally have something, you but don't eat gorge yourself. You want. That's just just not good advice for anyone. Mm. And isn't every holiday pretty much, pretty much Thanksgiving is eat whatever the fuck you want today? <laughs> not just Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's true. Uh, Halloween. Halloween. Fourth of July, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, New Year's Eve. Every holiday yeah. in America involves gorging yourself on tons yeah. of shit that you probably shouldn't. Plus, we have doing. Memorial Day weekend at the end of this month. Why do we need this right now? It's got to just stop it. Don't <laughs> be that or say that or do that. <laughs> no. No. That's no. Not, that's not. Don't encourage that. No. 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 I'm Ray Romano. No. no. <laughs> Deborah. Uh, happy National Root Canal Appreciation Day, Eddie Oof, Pence. I don't know if I appreciate the root appreciate canal. Appreciate the root canal. I've Love had it. one. I've Enjoy had one. the They're root brutal. canal. They're brutal. I have never had one. Really? And, uh, I, not I, fun. I, not something I aspire to. It's not fun. This is not a good day. How about just a National Take Care of Your Teeth Day or National <laughs> Appreciate Your Dentist Day? Why you got to single out root canals, because, which everybody uh, hates? and It's brutal. Makes everybody cringe. Yeah. For those who don't know, the root canal is a treatment where they clear out an infection of the tooth pulp, the uh, innards of the tooth, the nerve tissue and the blood vessels and other cellular entities inside the tooth. 
and they drill it out and they empty it out and then they uh, fill it up and they uh, cap it up. Yeah. And it's painful and awful. It's a long process too. It's long and it's a nightmare. I hate it. So I don't- I don't appreciate it at all. And this comes from a guy, Dr. Chris Kammer invented this holiday, Wisconsin dentist who's known as the rock and roll dentist, by the way. I already hate this guy. We don't need that guy. Here's his big single, Get Out the Brush, Eddie. This guy on every level. <laughs> Sounds like a Yo Gabba Gabba song. Fuck his holiday. <laughs> fuck his song. I'd rather have Steve Martin be my rock and roll dentist. <laughs> it's also National Foam Rolling Day. I'm big on the foam roller. Oh, shut up. Foam roller's good. Stop it. It helps, man. What does it help? It helps get out the soreness of the, of the muscles and your legs and your hips and your okay. back. Okay, all right, fine. Even if all that's true. Yeah. Does it need a holiday? I don't you need, need the, foam roller day? I don't, I, I don't know if I need a holiday for it, but... First foam roller was patented in the United States in the 1920s, by the way. I didn't know that. So this is not anything new. It's not a very complicated device. Let me uh, me, uh, read up on this. Let's see uh, who's uh, sponsoring National Foam Roller Day. Oh, a company called Trigger Point, a division of Implus Corporation. Oh, what do they make? Let me do a little research. Yeah, they make foam rollers. Shocking. That's what they make. Shocking. Reject you. Doesn't need a holiday, but foam rollers are good. Three for three. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> Today's also National Twilight Zone Day. <laughs> Fine. What? It's a great show. Everybody loves it. We know we it's a We classic. can't celebrate it? Why Why do it's TV shows show. need a holiday? I don't know. It's a fun show. It's a great show. Then watch the show. Okay. Fine. Okay. If there's a James Bond day, would you be all about that? Hmm. A Rocky day? Hmm. Well, every day is Rocky day. <laughs> Let's face I'm just it. saying... Do you appreciate those things? I just don't think, I think it's well appreciated. I don't okay. think, I don't it think. It doesn't need a day? I don't think anyone is uh, unaware of it or, okay. or will a holiday say, oh, wait a minute, you know, I never cared for that show, but now that there's a holiday, I, Rod Serling's a goddamn genius. Some people could forget about it. Go, oh yeah, Twilight Zone. I can go watch some. No, no. All right. So you're going to give the X on All right. All right. No holidays four today. Four for four. But you know what we do? We do find a holiday related to a food, and we run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps even stick up his ass, then pull out. Hmm. We do that by talking about the food, then pulling the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If those reels come up and they match... Jackpot. Yeah, it means Eddie is chowing down on the food. However, mm. if they come up and they're mismatched, <laughs> then Eddie says, no way. <laughs> it's not going for it. Today is National Mocha Tort Day. Ah, the Mocha Tort. Look, if you're going to eat whatever you want on Eat Whatever the Fuck You Want Day or whatever it was called, the Mocha Tort would be a good choice. A tort is a rich cake, Eddie Pence, often layered and filmed with a... Not filmed. Filmed. (laughs) Unless you're making a movie about it. Food porn, man. Filled with uh, buttercream or mousse or jam or fruit. There's a lot of different kinds of torts, but usually it's... Uh, multiple layers. Mm-hmm. Torts are made with little or no flour, so it's a very dense, rich cake. 
usually uh, made with ground nuts or breadcrumbs in, in lieu of flour. Yeah. And then it's topped with a glaze, usually. Don't. Yeah. And uh, today is mocha <laughs> tort day. Of course, the flavor being cafe mocha, sometimes called mochaccino. It is a, a chocolate-flavored variant of, uh, of coffee. And the name actually comes from mocha Yemen, which was one of the early centers of the coffee trade. That's why they call it mocha. But it's the combination of coffee and chocolate together in creamy, delicious goodness. Let's see if Eddie Pence is going to take a nice bite of that mocha tart. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. One tart, two torts. Oh, come on. I can't abide the taste of coffee. I can't. I can't. Not for, not not chocolate. Not on chocolate. Not on dessert. I don't want it tasting like coffee. It's a mixture of coffee and chocolate mixed together. And and it's sweet and it's got buttercream in it. It's not like you're drinking coffee. It's not like you're drinking a cup of coffee. And you taste coffee. That's all you taste. It's like when you put a red pepper in something. Oh, all I taste is the red pepper. What if you take a cup of coffee and you put sugar and cream in it? Doesn't that make it a delicious? Still has that taste of coffee. It's like an alcohol drink. I can always taste the alcohol in a drink oh my God. i can always taste the coffee and i hate the taste of coffee it's so good everything about that is great except the coffee flavor coffee ice cream you don't Ugh. you don't even, have you ever even had yes ice by cream? mistake thinking it was chocolate ice cream and i fucking bit into it. i'm like this fucking tastes like solidified coffee <laughs> right <laughs> master p you know what i'm talking about it's fucking gross oh my god do not like the taste of coffee what a loss <laughs> Mocha tort. Just give me the tort. Oh, I'll throw give... some chocolate on there. Fuck, fuck the mocha. Oh, it's so good. You can't keep your coffee out of my chocolate. Well, I guess none of the holidays no. today will be celebrated today. in the Bat Cave. Hard. That was today's holiday or holiday. All righty, now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Sad news. Rock mm. and roll royalty passed away this week. He was an icon, not known maybe as much as he should have been, but in the early days of rock and roll, he was one of the forces behind of it. Uh, behind it, rather. He made one of his first hits, Lottie Miss Claudie, a uh, rock and roll classic, so much so that it was even covered by the king himself. Elvis Presley had a version of it as well. One of the five top 500 songs that shaped rock and roll, according to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In fact, that song made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame even before he did. He had other hits, like Stagger Lee. Of course, I'm talking about Lloyd Price. He passed away at the age of 88 this week. His nickname became Mr. Personality, based on this other smash hit song he had. Cause you've got personality. Walk with personality. Talk with personality. Smile with personality. Rest in peace, Lloyd. Yeah. Another big death this week. Graham Ferguson died at the age of 91. Eddie, you'll like Graham Ferguson. Will I? Canadian director, producer, writer, and cinematographer. In Expo 67 in Montreal, he put together a multi-screen, multi-projector, 18-minute film called Polar Life where people were surrounded by the visuals and their heads exploded. Oh, that's cool. It was so successful that he and his friends got together to work on a one-camera, one-projection system that would similarly envelop the viewer in that experience, and they came up a little something called IMAX. Yeah, he was one of the inventors of IMAX. Wow. 
and the president of the company from 1970 to 1990. You know what IMAX stands for? No. Image Maximum. Oh, makes sense. Makes sense, right? Makes total sense. So he passed away at the age of uh, 91 this week. I love an IMAX film. Especially ones, the ones shot for IMAX and the documentaries are great. Sometimes yeah. movies projected on IMAX aren't always the best because they're not made for that. But I, I love it. Those documentaries. But you got to get the right seat. Yeah. Sometimes That's true, too. Be a little hairy. I got invited to see, I forget what it was now, last film I saw down there. But, you know, they have the IMAX headquarters down there near uh, the beach. Oh, they do? Yeah. And I was invited to a screening of, it was one of the Marvel films. And their theater there in the... Headquarters, yeah. as you can imagine, is the pristine, right? The best way to see an the IMAX best movie. IMAX presentation in the world. Yeah, and my it really blew my hair back. Yeah. Wow. Something else. Golden Globes are in trouble. Why? Oh, didn't hear this story. No, they're really catching shit. I don't really pay attention to award the, shows. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association; yeah. those are the people who put the Golden Globes on. Right. They've been catching hell for some time now from uh, heavyweights in Hollywood, saying it's unacceptable that there are no members of color in that organization. No one representing uh, minorities at all. That's a little weird. Very weird. Yeah. And so they kept pushing, and uh, Mark Ruffalo and Scarlett Johansson and others have been very vocal about this. And so finally, NBC said, we're no longer going to air the uh, Golden Globes. Oh, we'll wow. be showing them on television. Wow. That'll get their attention. Unless some other network goes, we'll air it. Uh, I don't think they will, because they don't want to deal with the uh, right. fallout of, of Hollywood coming after them either. That's true. Tom Cruise this week returned his three Golden Globes. He did? Yes. Wow. And you know how much he loves him. Right. And awards. Well, they may, maybe they were copies. <laughs> no, they were the actual <laughs> Golden Globes. He said, it's unacceptable. You got to get clean your act up. And so he returned his Golden Globes in wow. protest. Uh, that should be huge. Yeah, I would and he think. also said, <laughs> I like women. So uh, for no reason, he just wanted everyone to know. Well, that. You know. So. Yeah, Golden Globes in a lot of a lot of pain. Well, that'll get rectified, I'm sure. It's all right with me. Ben and Jen hanging out again. <gasps> really? Yeah. J-Lo and Ben Affleck. You know, everyone said, oh, they're just friends hanging out. Yeah, they went away to the Big Sky Resort in Montana this past week. Oh, weekend. that's not a friend thing. No, it's not. You don't go to a resort no, together. they banging. Well, I think so. Yeah. They were seen staying at the resort together, driving around together. They flew there together. Oh, yeah. Now, they were originally reported as just friends because, of course, they were a longtime couple, but then uh, looks now like they've reunited. No, they're banging. You think? You don't go on a trip like that, you're not banging. Yeah, that Big Sky Resort's a big deal, too. It's yeah. like, it's really one of the uh, pristine sort of high end resorts. But they get separate rooms? Come on. Uh, well, they didn't Come see on. them going in or out of the same rooms, but witnesses say they did seem very much like a couple around the. Uh, yeah, like you had two double beds in their, in their room? No. They hung a sheet between the two of them. To keep things on the up and up. I'm surprised they even got into Big Sky Resort because I've heard that you try to get a reservation there and you can wait months because it's right. always packed. It's not that big a place yeah. and it's a very popular destination. So I don't even know how they uh, they had the uh, vacancy for them to, to spend some time there. Right. But then, you know, then it dawned on me. There's always room for J-Lo! <laughs> Good on Lucasfilm. They have done the perfect fuck you. To what? To who? To Gina Carano. Oh, good. Remember Gina Carano, the one they uh, dumped from their Mandalorian series? Yes. Well, they have put her up for nomination for an Emmy Award as a supporting actress. Oh, really? Which is genius. Because there's no way she's going to win because she's not a good actress. She's awful. <laughs> but 
she can't really badmouth Lucasfilm anymore because they were like, no, we love you. We, right. we submitted Look. you for an Emmy because we think you're the cat's pajamas. So they have disarmed her while at the same time ensuring the fact that she won't win an Emmy at the same time. It's kind of genius. What that is kind of funny. Her. Kathleen Kennedy knows what she's doing. Yeah. So it'll be fun to watch her not not win something. <laughs> I wonder when her and that Ben Shapiro movie is coming out. I can't out. wait. Oh, that's going to be good. I'll be there at midnight for me, sure. Me too. I'm going to dress up. As Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and meanwhile, another movie news. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman herself, is talking out about Joss Whedon, mm. who took over, of course, for, uh, what's his pants? Snyder. Snyder for the Justice League movie. And there was rumors that he was rude to her on the set. She mentioned that she had an experience with him that, mm. got, in take, that got taken care of, but she never went any further until this weekend. She was talking to an Israeli news outlet. And she went into more details. He kind of threatened my career and said if I did something, he would make my career miserable. But I just took care of it instead. She said she went to uh, higher ups there in Warner Brothers and Disney, and apparently they uh, yeah they put out that fire. I would imagine quickly. she brings in more money. She's from goddamn Warner Wonder yes. Woman, one of the most successful films, yes. the only successful films you've had in this goddamn right. universe. universe. That shows you Joss Whedon's ego. So you how big kiss his ego her is. Ass. Wow. Apparently, he talked shit about Patty Jenkins, too. Really? And that's what really pissed her off, because uh. they're very close. And Patty, of course, is the successful director behind the first Wonder Woman movie. Wow. And the not-quite-so-successful yes. director of the second. What Wonder happened? Woman to him? He was like the nerd wonder kid, and he's just, like, going around burning every bridge. Apparently, he's a major dick, and everyone wow. just didn't talk about it till now. That's nuts. It's kind of cool now you can't get away with being a dick in Hollywood anymore. I love anymore. it. I love it. More and more, people are stepping up and saying, this behavior is unacceptable. Good. People are losing their jobs. Good. I like it. I need a job. <laughs> That's right. Now, Eddie's going to direct the next Justice League I movie. can do it. Sure you can. Come on. Today's Celebrity Birthday is all these stars born on Tuesday. Well, not on a Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, though. May 11th, Francis Fisher is 69 years old. Former MTV VJ Martha Quinn is 62. Interesting thing about this Martha Quinn. Hmm. I think maybe she wants to distance herself from her MTV VJ days. Yeah. Because I've got the Sirius in yeah, my car, the Sirius XM. Oh, yeah. And on the 80s channel, which I will tune to from time to time, the whole lineup during the day is the original oh, is it? MTV VJs. Oh. So you got um, Mark Goodman. Yeah. You got the uh, blonde one, Alan Hunter. Right. You got Nina Blackwood. Hi, this is Nina Blackwood. Coming up next, we got some Elvis Costello. I don't, I don't know what's going on with her, but get her a lozenge. Um, but no Martha Quinn. Oh. She's not on board. She wouldn't sign off. No, I guess not. Hmm. Tim Blake Nelson is celebrating his 57th birthday today. What a great actor. Just Oh Brother, Where Art Thou Alone. Yeah. He's genius in that. Austin O'Brien, you may not know that name, but he played the young lad opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger in Last Action Hero. Remember that film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Schwarzenegger comes off the screen, right. that little kid he runs around right, with. Right, right, right. Yeah. He's 40 today. He is not he 40, is 40 years old. He's 40. God. Live with that. I can't. Actor Jonathan Jackson from Nashville and Tuck Everlasting is 39. And singer Eric Burden from The Animals and the band War is 80 years old today. We gotta get out of this place. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat.
And because it's Tuesday, it's time for us to take a look at one of your favorite TV theme songs from one of your favorite TV shows. A little nostalgia in today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's like that one yeah you do if you're a kid of the 80s you will love today's tv tunes tuesday that's me this series ran from 1985 until 1989 it was one of the highest rated and most successful animated series of its time still popular today with a huge fan base it started back in 1984 a guy named tobin wolf came up with an idea, and he pitched it to the people at Rankin Bass. Now, Rankin Bass, of course, best known for their stop-motion animation and holiday specials yes. like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But they later went on into uh, standard animation as yeah. well, cell animation, and they were looking for projects. And Tobin Wolf pitched this to them in the early 1980s. And this was a time where He-Man, of course, was a big yeah. deal, and they said this could be the next big thing. So they took a chance on some humanoid cat-like creatures from <laughs> outer space who were getting together to fight the bad guys. Talking about, of course, Thundercats. Hey, Ralph. Will here uh, to start general from Manassas, Virginia. I was calling to make a request for TV Tunes Tuesday. Uh, checking your homepage, I noticed that you have not played this one yet, and it's one of the baddest Saturday morning cartoon theme songs ever written. Especially now that a few weeks ago it was announced that the director of Godzilla vs. Kong is going to make a live-action adaptation of the same. Of course, talking about thunder, thunder, thundercat. Oh! <laughs> LMB. Yeah, they're going to do a live action reboot of Thundercats. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I better, like the cartoon, but I don't know about live action. Better not put that clown makeup on they used to wear. How was that look going on, by the way? Like Ronald McDonald. It's half fine. Iron, half Ronald McDonald. Fine. I enjoyed uh, it. Thundercats, of course, about the adventures of the uh, cat-like aliens, the Thundarians, from the planet Thundera. <laughs> well, where else would they be from? Thundarians. Yeah. Have to be from Thundera. And, of course, they had to battle against the, the mutants of Plundar. <laughs> Plundarians? Yes, with the, the Sword of Omens. Yeah. That's the one that Lionel used to carry yeah, around, that right? That was his power sword. And that's where he got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, my power sword. Kept in that fur paw. Yeah, he did. That's where I keep my power sword, too, and my fur, and that paw. fur paw. Here's the thing, interesting thing about the theme song to Thundercast. There's been a long-standing rumor that I'm going to take this opportunity to debunk. Mm. It has been said for many years that James Lipton, host of the Actors Studio, yeah. wrote the Thundercats theme song. That's a thing? That's a thing. I didn't know that. It's been talked about for many, many years. Okay. He, of course, uh, the host of Inside the Actors Studio, uh, worked at the... Um, the new, the new school there at the University of uh, NYC. Mm -hmm. No, uh, NYU, I guess it's called. Um, anyway, you know who I'm talking about, yeah. right? It's yeah, been yeah. said for many years that he wrote the Thundercats theme song. Where did this get started? Well, someone took it on upon themselves to put that in the trivia section of the Thundercats Internet Movie Database page. <laughs> the IMDB, for many years, carried in the trivia section... The theme song was written by James Lipton of Inside the Actors Studio. That's hilarious. Not, in fact, the case at all. The composer of the Thundercats theme was a man named Bernie Hoffer. Hmm. Bernard Hoffer had an extensive career writing uh, commercial jingles, and then he was asked by Rankin Bass to come on board and to write the Thundercats theme song for them. The, um, the lyrics themselves were written by Jules Bass, one of the 
co-founders, of course, of Rankin Bass. And they just gave them to him and say, okay, write a song from this, which I can imagine was tough. That with had lyrics to like Thunder, 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 Thundercats thunder on the Loose. <laughs> anyway, he did a pretty good job. Here is the uh, one of the producers talking about hiring Bernard Hoffer. A lot of his, his career was in the jingle business. He was very well known as a jingle uh, composer. And so he was quick, New York quick. When I got the the assignment, I looked at the lyrics and I wrote essentially what was a song to those lyrics. It had to have energy, it had to be recognizable. Within three weeks, he came back with a piano-based drums and a main title song that just blew Jules and I away. Kids of the 80s love the Thundercats theme song. Here it is, not by James Lipton, but by Bernard Hoffer and Jules Bass, Thundercats. Thundercats. I want to go see it again. I haven't seen it forever. And then, uh, you know, we always like to touch on the uh, Bobby Boris picketing of these, some of these songs. (laughs) Rankin and Bass so thrilled with themselves, were they, the success of Thundercats, that they ripped themselves off the next year. (laughs) Who better? To come up with, let's see, we've done cat alien people. What, What else we got? Well, how about birds? So they came up with a show about half human, half bionic <laughs> bird people called Silverhawks. Did you watch that yeah, I too? Did. That was great. Bernard Hoffman was <laughs> tasked once again to come up with a theme song for the Silverhawks. Silver, silvers. <laughs> which sounds very reminiscent <laughs> of Thundercats. So today's a rare uh, TV Tunes Tuesday double shot. <laughs> Here's a Bernard Hoffer's other piece of work, Silverhawks.
partly metal, partly real. Silverhawks. I just remember the Silverhawks had a country western guy in a cowboy hat. He was a robot who played guitar. What the hell was going on with that show? I don't know. It was fun, though. There we go, kids. A rare double shot on this TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's like that one that's it for today's show kids thanks so much for hanging out with us come on back tomorrow you know wednesday is always a special day here on the ralph report because because <laughs> wednesdays is the thing we uh, uh one hit wonder you got that right? we'll take a look at a one hit wonder and the star who could never quite achieve that level of success again more entertainment news more good times to be had but in order for you to join us you must take care of yourself we demand it so masks hand washing Vaccination, why not? Why don't you? Mm. If you haven't already. Stay good in the hood. Still keep your distance the best you can. Stay sweet at six feet. Because life is life. We want you to have a long, healthy, and happy one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>